Happy New Year! Welcome to 2023. Anyone else out there thinking about their New Year's resolutions? I set some goals last year, and in full disclosure, I did not achieve them all. I did accomplish some of them, and others I partially completed. Overall, I found my goals to be helpful in moving me in a positive direction. In truth, though, there are some goals that I set last year, back in 22, that now in 23, I no longer aspire to achieve. And I'm letting them go. C'est la vie. Let go and play, baby. I don't know how you feel about New Year's resolutions or goals in general. New Year's used to be all about the resolutions. Out with the old, in with the new. A chance to start a new. A new start. I love the saying that goals should be stars to guide you and not sticks to beat you. And I can honestly say that for 2022, my goals were more inspirational than guilt-inducing. But that's a topic for another day, and I don't want to go too deep into this idea that goals are less conducive to positive behavior than a routine or change in attitude. For me, it can become a matter of semantics. I can have a goal to exercise more, or I can set up a routine to be more active. It can be a bit like which came first, the chicken or the egg. The important thing is being present enough to recognize your real desires and then to be intentional about taking steps to get where you want to be. We have to be present enough to tune into our true wants. Then we have to let go of where we are if we want to get somewhere we're not. And if we can accept that we're where we are because of reasons we perceived as reasonable at some point in time, then we can build on the new direction we want to go in. And that's exactly what I'm super excited to share with you today. Eight foundational principles for a new start. And I want you to hear that new start all in capital. N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T. And this is going to improve your mental well-being. But before I get into the details, I want to check in on how you did over the holidays. Were you able to use play theory as you gathered with your loved ones? The holidays can be extra stressful with all of the activities, the travel, and the sky-high expectations of others and ourselves. I'd love to hear some examples of how you've been applying the four play theory principles in your life. For me, I was only able to be with two of my five kids for Christmas, and when I first found out, I was honestly sad about it. I went into a bit of grieving about past days when our family used to be all together, but then I was able to let go of those expectations and accept the opportunity to play big with just two of my boys in town. You know, four people is a better size for going out to dinner or for making a fancy meal for Christmas Eve, and it's the perfect number for pickleball matches. And the cherry on top is my son Corbin brought home his super sweet French bulldog. 
and I just adore her. So I really built on the joy that I feel whenever his dog Annie is in the house. Yes, I still missed my grandkids and my other children, but I could totally accept and build on the opportunities I had to strengthen my relationships with my boys who made the effort to make the trip home and spend time with all of us here in the house. Play theory is so, so valuable for working through these kind of mental hoops that life is constantly asking us to jump through. And a special announcement, if you're lucky enough to live me I'm sorry, to live near me in the lovely greater Placer County area here in Northern California, my theater company, Take Note Troop, is offering some amazing classes focusing on play theory for youth and families. In today's culture, it's rare for a family to not be affected by some form of mental health challenges. Here at the Happiness Playbook, we're convinced that having a happiness practice can help you manage and even overcome the challenges so many of us are currently struggling with. And there's no better time to start a happiness practice than when you're young and still a native speaker of happiness. So if you're local, go to takenotetroop.org and sign up all of the 8 to 18-year-old kids that you know for a play theory class so that they can get hands-on support establishing their own happiness practice. And you can also sign up to be notified by email of any future play theory classes. In the next couple of months, we'll be offering play theory workshops designed for families, and you don't want to miss this chance to have the whole family experience the amazing paradigm shift when they have these principles, when they experience these principles in real time. All right, let's get on to our play of the week. It's a new year, and that's always motivating to take a look at our lives and do a restart. Today, I'm going to share the idea of a new start. Remember, all capitals? And this is an acronym for a set of principles that can increase your overall health, lengthen your lifespan, and improve your happiness. And when I talk about lifespan, some of the research shows that if you follow these principles, you can live up to 14 years longer. You heard that right. The ideas I'm sharing have been well-researched and are presented in more detail than I'll go into in a TEDx talk by Dan Banos called Eight Principles to Achieve Optimal or Optimum Mental Health. I'll put the link for the TED Talk in the show notes that you can find on playtheory.org. What if the year 2023 was the year you achieved optimal mental health? Can you imagine that? Years ago, when I was in the depths of a serious years-long depression, A reverse in my mental health would have meant a return of months and even years of my life experience, a restoration of order in my home, opportunities for creation and growth, improved relationships with my husband and children, and immeasurable additional benefits 
let alone just the benefit of feeling happier. I could never put a price on the value of mental well-being. And so logically, our mental health should come first as it is foundational to all of our other choices. Now, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested. I mean, you're already on Team Happy. So let's dive into these eight principles that research has shown to improve our overall well-being and mental health. Remember this acronym of a new start. So starting with the letter N, the first principle is nutrition. And I'm not going to go into a lot of details. I really hope you'll take the time and go watch the TEDx talk in its fullness. But for nutrition, if you think about it, there's that saying, we are what we eat. And reduced to its very basic chemical, our moods consist of chemicals that we are using that are in our bodies. That's why we can take a chemical, a prescription drug, that can affect your mood because they are composed of chemicals and we need nutrition to build the chemicals in our body to have a well-balanced homeostasis. So don't neglect your nutrition. So for 2023, is there a way that you could improve? Could you take steps to improve your nutrition? So that's our letter N. The next letter in new start is E. And I bet you can guess what this stands for. Exercise. And I'm not even going to go there. Who doesn't know that exercise is good for you? Not just physically, but it does wonders for your emotional well-being. Me, personally, I love the runner's high. And that's been well-researched. We have an increase in our moods when we get that endorphin hit after a hard workout. So it's not a matter of if it's good for you. It's a matter of what could you do to get more of it into your life. All right, our next letter for new start is W. This one is water. And I like this one because in my mind, it's pretty easy to get more water if you're not getting enough. And it might seem like, how can that really affect our mental health? But here's an example. Serotonin, which is one of those chemicals that's foundational to our positive mood, it is composed of, one of the ingredients is tryptophan. And tryptophan needs water to get to our brains. So if we are dehydrated, we don't get the tryptophan, we don't build the serotonin, we don't have a positive mood. It's also super important for clarity of thought and just overall feeling good. So can you get more water? What can you do to make sure you get an adequate intake? Okay, so next letter, S. And that stands for sunshine. Did you ever think about sunshine is important for mood and health? I think we all know that vitamin D is important, but maybe we don't understand that vitamin D comes to us naturally through exposure to the sun. So we have to be careful because we don't want to get too much sun and get sunburned and uh, expose ourselves to skin cancer. But we also don't want to be a vampire. We need some exposure to sun in order to have vitamin D and to avoid like things like seasonal mood disorders, which are very real when we don't have enough sunshine. And it's not just sunshine on our skin, it's actually sunshine in our eyes that can make a difference. So are you getting time outdoors in the sun? 
Okay, next letter, T. And that stands for the word temperance. Now, this I'm going to take a little bit more time on. Back in the 1800s, there used to be something called the Temperance Society. And that was all about avoiding addictive substances. And there was a big focus on alcohol. So it was it was an early movement to combat alcoholism. So in talking about this principle, just things that, that you can't say no to once you start eating. It's hard to be temperate in consumption of those things. If you are addicted to cigarettes and you're smoking two packs a day, you are not being temperate in your consumption of cigarettes. And things that are addictive are things like caffeine and alcohol, highly processed foods. So take a look at those things and consider if there's something that you need to apply this principle of temperance to. For myself, I have gone really hard, um, full in for five and a half years now of trying to avoid highly processed white sugar because I have noticed for myself, it's very, very hard for me to consume that in moderation. So maybe there's something in your life that you're noticing uh, has a, a negative effect. Can you be more temperate in that consumption? And it's not just in the foods we're consuming, but any kind of extremes. So, so that's that's one. Okay, so we're we're deep into our acronym of New Start. We've covered N E W S T. The next letter is A, which stands for air. And we actually saw some of this in our recent journey through the pandemic where one of the things that they found was making a big difference in patient recovery and care was having air filters in their room and getting fresh air. So spending time outdoors gives us, there's things like negative ions in the natural air that we don't get in uh, treated air or processed air. And there's stuff that we don't even really understand more fully. But research proves that fresh air improves our mood and is good for our over, overall well-being. So, you know, ideally, you're getting some exercise out in the sunshine, in the fresh air, and you're drinking lots of water afterwards. And then when you're done, you're going to need to rest. And that's our next letter. Rest. Once we're well-rested, we have better cognitive skills and we're able to think more clearly. There's uh, great research on how we perform better on a test if we take the time to sleep instead of taking that same time to study for the test. I mean, you know, if you know nothing about the test, that's one thing. But if you're reviewing, you would do better sleeping and taking the test well-rested than, than reviewing something that you're already familiar with. Because once we're rested, the brain is functioning at a much higher level. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, there were actually public service announcements that encouraged us to increase our immune response by getting enough rest. And that happens because when we have adequate rest, we have higher white blood cell counts that help with infection, and we have an increase in the killer T-cells that help combat bacteria and viruses and are one of the big, huge agents in our immune response. 
And when we're not well rested, our bodies just don't have what it takes to fight off invaders. And as a matter of fact, our bodies can only do the heavy work of rebuilding and detoxing some of the the crud that we're exposed to when we're sleeping. And the sleep studies show that without sleep, we'll actually die. It's something that we, it's so easy to take for granted because I think we have this, uh, this rat race mentality in our world where it's just achieve relentlessly, but we need to shift our paradigm and recognize that part of success is, or part of the formula for true success is getting enough rest. All right. So our last letter in our acronym, new start is T and T stands for trust. And this one, uh, in the Ted talk, Dan Banos, I believe that's the name. He talks at length about this and how they've studied these groups that tend to live 14 years longer than the average lifespan. And there were three things that they did in their communities that, that, you know, there's different groups throughout the world, but these three things were consistent. They had a regular sense of community where they met with like-minded people. They shared um, their ideas and spent time in conversation with people who saw things in a similar way. It doesn't mean that they were closed off or they never were open to other ideas, but they weren't constantly being barraged by opposing thoughts. And they they had a community that supported their ideology. Another thing that these communities consistently did was that they lived near and invested in people that they loved. So it doesn't mean that you have to live near your family, but if you aren't able to live near family members, you need to cultivate a new family that you share tradition with and meaningful activities and that you feel that that acceptance and love. And this last one that I think is surprising and really interesting is these groups that tended to have this really longevity. So they would meet at least four times a month with other people in their community who shared their value system. That sounds a lot like a church group. It could also be, I think, uh, in our world of theater, our little take note troop group, play theory is an ideology or a mindset that participants feel a great deal of comfort in when they meet regularly and associate with others. So that's something to consider. Is there a group that you regularly meet with that supports your ideology, your value system, and your mindset? If you don't have that, that might be something to look into if you are interested in having a longer life that has more meaning and a higher level of happiness and fulfillment. Additional research that studied um, another form of longevity found that having faith in some kind of a higher power, whether you identify that as God or in a formal religious practice, um, that faith in a higher power is it shows up as a seven-year increase in your longevity. That's pretty impressive, seven years. So, you know, it doesn't have to be an organized religion, but 
that sense of something out there bigger than myself that I can trust in uh, tended to increase people's lifespan by an average of seven years. And, And something that goes along with that when you have a belief in a higher power is having a purpose in your life. So that principle of trust, trusting in a higher power, trusting others in your community, I have found that uh, in my work in the theater, the development of trust is one of the most important dividends that comes from participation in our program. Now, little children tend to be full of trust, and then somewhere along the path to adulthood, they can become jaded and skeptical, and partially for good reason. We shouldn't trust everything, and we should also trust some things. In my experience, we can only participate in truly magical creative collaboration when there is trust, and it is an honor to be found trustworthy by others, and it is a panacea for the soul to be able to trust another person fully. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground here with this acronym New Start. So just really quickly, N, nutrition, E, exercise, W, water, S, sunshine, T, temperance, A, air, R, rest, T, trust. Now, you don't have to jump in and do all eight, but are there a few you could include in your new routines for the new year? As previous listeners know, I'm an avid pickleball player, and many of the reasons I love it is that it helps me follow some of these principles. When I'm playing pickleball, I'm exercising. I'm getting sunshine. I tend to drink more water if I remember to bring my water bottle to the court, and I'm out in the open air. And when I'm working on playing with a partner, I'm developing trust. I'm also meeting with like-minded people that share an enthusiasm for this game at least four times a month. The great thing about doing some of these principles is that the other principles tend to come along too. For instance, I try to eat better when I know I'm going to be playing a lot of pickleball because I'll want to be up for playing well. Also, If I'm out in the sunshine and air, exercising, having fun, I tend to sleep better that night. So how can you improve in some of these eight principles this year? Instead of just writing down your goal on a memo on your phone or a sticky note that you stick up on your mirror, consider coming up with a plan to add the new principles to your routine. So for me, that looks like instead of saying, I want to exercise four times a week and get in the out. I mean, get out in the air every day and get more vitamin D from the sun. I came up with a plan to either drill or play a pickleball match four times a week. And when I do this, those other things that are important also happen. Maybe you want to spend more time with your family in nature. So commit to a weekly family walk. At This would get you the exercise, fresh air and sunshine. And as you do those things, that will move your mental health needle in a positive direction, and you'll be developing more bandwidth to take on additional positive principles. All right, I really hope you'll go watch Dan Banos's TED Talk called The Eight Principles to Achieve Optimal Mental Health. He listed all of the research and so many other great reasons why these eight principles are so important to our long-term well-being. And 
it can feel overwhelming to try to take on all eight at once. So if you just choose three or four now and then listen to that and add a few more later on, that'd be perfect. Then as you feel yourself shifting in more positive ways, you're gonna harness that energy and you'll feel like you can take on even more ways to reroute your intentions towards better mental health. So I encourage you don't get caught up in the specifics of setting a goal. Instead, look for the ways that you can shift your routines that will totally change your game plan and make 2023 the best year ever. You get the idea. So here's your play of the new year for this week. Take a few minutes to evaluate which of these eight principles that you can better implement in your life right now. Then make a plan on how you can shift your current routine to embrace these changes in natural ways. Accept on what you're already doing and build to make it better. Let me know in a direct message on Instagram, on the Happiness Playbooks page, or comment at playtheory.org. I love hearing how you're applying these life-changing principles. Until next week, keep on practicing your happy. And remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you make happen. And there's no better year to do just that than 2023. You got this.